Hello, and welcome to Pop DNA, the podcast that explores the deeper roots of favorite pop culture works. Rhonda here. This is part two of our discussion of Black Panther. And Aaron and I thought that it was really important to get input and insight from people who have different experiences and perspectives on this movie than we do, especially in light of what the film means for representation and inclusion for so many. So this is the first of two interviews that we had the pleasure of conducting with a few friends about Black Panther. And next week, you'll get to hear the second of those interviews. We really enjoyed talking with this week's guest, and I hope that you will enjoy listening. So we are so excited to welcome a guest today to talk about Black Panther. We have with us author, speaker, and professor, Mr. Tayo Roxon. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me on. It's uh it's good to see you outside of the TikTok world and to meet you, <laughs> <laughs> and to meet you, Eric. So it's a pleasure. Hi. Yeah, I'm so happy to meet you too. Likewise, likewise. So we, uh, I decided to ask you to be our guest today because I know that you are a fan of Black Panther. Um, that's basically the extent of my <laughs> of my knowledge of that. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, we wanted to have you on to um, talk about kind of what the film means to you and your experiences with it. And then we'll also dig into some other topics that we'd love to hear your thoughts on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I remember getting the message and I was really excited. So for those that don't know, I'm Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria and I'm from Nigeria, but my dad was a diplomat and that meant I was okay. black. On, okay. Yeah, I was black on four continents. I have been black on four continents. So I grew up in five countries and four continents. Uh, and a lot of times when you, you grow up that way, you, you have the, the pros of seeing the world and expanding your worldview. And then the, the cons can be figuring out what your identity is. And so in, in the midst of figuring out my identity, I, I uh, discovered comics uh okay, and okay. yeah and and, and uh, one of the things i love about comics is even the origins of comics a lot of the the creators had identity crisis or ways to you know uh you know to create images of representations they wanted of themselves but with black panther uh when it first came out i loved the intentionality and the representation because i had right, gotten so right. you, yeah i'd gotten so used to seeing african characters being made sidekicks with the butt of jokes and (laughs) (laughs) and so when i saw the movie and and i saw how much attention to detail to pain with the fashion the behind the scenes the 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 fact that they took elements of uh, multiple parts of the continent and made it there and then the accents as poor as they were the accents (laughs) (laughs) the the, the accents still though were were were, you know that's that was the it was a it was an intentionality with that it it wasn't uh seen with that and so i just love that kids black uh queens and kings and royalty who are watching this get to be able to see themselves on screen because i know i wished i could see that as i was growing up right yeah yeah so you said that you were familiar with the black panther comics previously Yes, I was. Uh, I'd seen it. There was a BT used to do this show. They they had they had a series called yeah, it was 
called Black Panther, and they ran this, and it, it piqued my curiosity. And I remember, I was like, oh, who's this character? <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, then I discovered it. My actual favorite comic book characters though, there, it goes Superman, Wonder Woman and Black Panther. So that, that's my Trinity. And nice. so, yeah, I was reading the comics. I read Ta-Nehisi Coates version as well. Yeah. And he did a yeah. great job of it. Uh, and Ta-Nehisi Coates is a great writer period. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We're fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wondered if your fa if like, if your favorite cut of favorite character within black panther has changed at all as you've grown up or if it kind of remained consistent within that universe i i you know excellent what? question i'm you know i'm sure i'm just being no it's still black panther i love because t'challa himself and yeah gosh and for me it was i, I love chadwick boseman and, uh, and t'challa yeah. so for me it was a very painful moment for me but uh we can talk about chadwick uh later but i i recognize that reluctance to take up the mantle uh sometimes i'm the oldest of three boys and i grew up yeah. uh you know you know when i grew up my, i remember i came to the united states when i was 17 in uh, a town unfortunately called lynchburg virginia oh, <laughs> uh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so and um, my dad dropped me off because he had gotten posted to vietnam so i just come back from vietnam and i just graduated from high school in nigeria so i had a hogwarts version of high school and went to boarding school and then I, then I was like oh okay you're going here and so my dad said to me you know you're the father now and I, I had to uh you know my it came here with my my middle brother and uh he was, was going to stay with a host parent so I've always had at least in Nigerian culture I've always had this sense of responsibility whether I wanted it or not and so I love it by the way but I love seeing that in T'Challa where you you know this is your mantle you're you have to take that on and so for me as cheesy as that sounds, I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, I recognize you, T'Challa. So, um, yeah, it hasn't changed. And and the, the symbolism as well. So, Tayo mm -hmm. is short for Akintayo, and that means a warrior. There's Brother's Joy, or the brave one is Brother's Joy. And if, you, if you're a fan of the comics or the, the series, there are a lot of warrior-like uh, imagery and throne and the, the kings. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that? yeah that's um we, so we have talked about wonder woman on the show before so it's interesting that you that she's also one of your favorite um yeah. superheroes um and i think like one of the things that that aaron and i felt like we really connected with with wonder woman was you know, we had never seen a woman represented as a superhero before. And we kind of talked about that in that episode with Black Panther as well, like how significant that is, you know, for kids and just for for every black person to be able to see themselves represented as a superhero. So I wondered if you had any kind of like personal response or like initial reaction to seeing that. Yeah. Okay. So this is a funny story. I live in New York. I saw the movie four times in a cinema and every time Wow. <laughs> I, I, I was I already I bought my tickets, I went everywhere. I every, every time I went to see the movie I wore my a uh, traditional outfit. Uh and and I, I remember crying at several moments in the movie because I, I you know, for me it was just random things that would evoke tears and I was like, Oh gosh. Look at that. It's just the the pride and you know the and, and the joy that came from that and I and I was having flashbacks you know I, I've 
like I said, I've been black and four continents. So I had moments where I was suppressing parts of my identity so that I could, you know, fit in or moments where, you know, being Nigerian wasn't cool. People made fun of the hair or whatever, or the way your food smelled and all those things. And so I just kept having flashbacks of those moments. And I was like, some kid is not going to have to deal with that. But then the, the other tier was with uh, just this tremendous amount of pride and that other people get to see a beautiful reimagination uh, of Africa as a continent. And, and I love yeah, the duality yes. of the story because I think a lot of people think blackness is monolithic. And within the, the themes of the film, you got to see that it was touching on what it meant to be black in Africa versus black in, in America and, you know, yeah. <laughs> layers within those elements. So, yeah, personal experience. I saw it four times. I own it. I nice. I also nice. have Disney Plus. So if I don't want to watch it on my Apple, I can, I can watch it. I have the comics <laughs> on my my Comicsology account. I you know I have my outfits. Uh, you know it's uh, it's there. Yeah. I, I made a video to it. I, I wrote about it. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Yeah. You're on a podcast about it. <laughs> I, I have. Yeah, I actually did. I do. It's on my it's on my podcast. It, it, I I mentioned it in my book. It's everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You mentioned uh, a little bit about c- the culture that's represented, kind of like the pan-African culture of Wakanda. Um, and I was curious with, you know, being from Nigeria, if you noticed anything about Wakanda that is like uniquely Nigerian. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we have watched from the mountain. As this, so, you know, so that that tra- that that moment where uh, you know, the, 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 uh, glory to Hanuman. If you remember that where he was challenging um, uh, the king of the Jabari tribe. Oh, I always I just forgot his name. So he came down. He had the the gorilla mask where he was challenging him, uh, the Black Panther, to to, to uh, I guess take the mantle of Black Panther. There were elements of the Igbo tribe in Nigeria. Igbo is one of the okay, three okay. three main tribes in Nigeria. I'm from the Yoruba tribe, but. Uh, the accent he he attempted or imitated was was from there. Some of the the elements of the of the clothes as well, and I, I would see it in some of the fashion as well. You know, sometimes they they because if you I I I don't know about you, but whenever I'm obsessed with something I, or fandom, I just watch every interview. <laughs> okay. So I, I heard Ryan Coogler say, you know, and uh, the late Chadwick Boseman talk about how you know he picked up a South African accent and. They picked up the the, the the style from the air, and then this was from Namibia, this was from that. So I saw all those elements, uh, and, and I liked how they fused it. So it was truly Pan-African in that sense. Um, but yes, I, I, I recognize the accent from, uh, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, the, 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 you know, the Jabari tribe and understanding what they were trying to do there. So you said that T'Challa is your favorite character. Um but I was just kind of curious about, so like, first of all, who's your second favorite character? And <laughs> second, is it Shuri? Because it should be. Okay. Oh, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. You know what? Is a tie between Okoye and Shuri. Because, you know. They, oh, they... Okoye is good. Okoye is acceptable, too. Yeah. Okoye is acceptable. <laughs> well, the reason I like the Okoye is because I thought she she challenged uh, the child in a way that he wasn't used to being challenged. And I, I, I love strong women. Love showing the strength. I first of all, I think being a woman is strength in itself, I, and I get frustrated when TV shows and movies don't depict that. Right, so it's like you know, there has to be a damsel or there's some needing a, a help character. 
But I love the fact that, you know, it wasn't her identity wasn't defined by him. You know, she wanted to do something that we could tell there was yeah. a, there was some romantic connection there. But she was really interested in expanding and doing all that. And I grew up as the son of a diplomat. So that 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 was always appealing to me. It's also why I like Wonder Woman. Um, and Shuri, I mean, Shuri's in the comics, she's one of the smartest people, period. You, you pass, sometimes yeah. they say smarter than Tony Stark sometimes. Um, so yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I love that. But I think I, I related a little bit more to Okoye. Uh, but I'll be curious to see how they utilize Shuri now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If she becomes Black Panther. Yeah. It'd be interesting. There's precedent for that in the comics. So it'd be, mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I think... Um, something else that I really connected with about Black Panther was that there were so many strong women characters who, you know, it very easily could have been just about T'Challa and his journey, but like they really took the time to develop these female characters and make them really strong. So I think that's really cool. And if you talk to a lot of people who watch the movie, T'Challa's not their favorite character. They they, (laughs) they built the world of Wakanda. and, And that was... You know, it was so beautiful to see just the, the Dora Milaje, all the all these these women, these tribes, these these different facets of of the kingdom itself, and 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 just how people were self sufficient and and they were aware of their their culture, their heritage, their history. You know, it it, it when you juxtapose that, and I think we're all educators here with how the education system sort of you know promotes a certain type of of thinking. Yeah, we, we it, it that's I get frustrated because you, you you know there's opportunity to expand one's knowledge if you allow for critical thinking, right? And yeah, I, I kept seeing just how many little people could have their own uh, formulations of how they wanted to see the world if we imitated that Dora Milaje uh, tribe into the um, education system that we have here. So I loved it. Aaron could talk about education for a long time. Oh, goodness. Uh Uh-huh. So we're talking a lot about the movie. Um, I wonder if there's anything specific to the comics that you love that maybe you didn't see in the movie or that you saw play out in the movie. And I wondered how maybe the the journey from page to stage or not stage from page (laughs) to movie went um, in your opinion. Like, was there anything you thought that they could have done better in the movie? Stage would be interesting to see. Uh Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, you know, I, the thing that they translated really well was making Wakanda a character itself. Um, yeah. yeah. Wakanda itself, I mean, it's supposed to be the richest country. Uh, it has the, you know, the richest uh, natural resource. I think there, there's certainly a lot of opportunity to flesh out some of the, the other tribes, but there's only so much you can do in, uh, you know, in a two, right. two, two and a half hour movie. And especially with, with, you know, they're trying to play as, you know, it was part of a larger you know mcu uh marvel cinematic universe so there, there are only so much you can do but in the comics you have you know some deep dives into the different cultures and the motivations behind uh those types of uh you know power hungry people and yeah and also how you know the relation with relationship with the rest of the world and why some people wanted to be hidden but i think the best thing they did was making wakanda uh the character itself and even with the depiction of the, of the quote-unquote villain, it, it wasn't... It, I like villains that 
you know, I'm always I am always the cheesy guy that goes with the the the, the hero, <laughs> but I also like villains that that have that have a point. You know, I I I don't have a dark side, I guess, but you know, but I like uh, I still like villains to be compelling, right? That to have a point, yeah. right? And I and I and I thought that it, it it did a good job of showing how a change of circumstance can can alter someone's life, right? You know, right. killing his yeah. father and all that. And it's the same, and it's. One person goes the other way. It's like the, you know, the Joker in the Joker movie. You know, someone is like one bad day away from, <laughs> from sure, yeah, yeah, from from becoming that. So I I love that because it truly is what happens with people's worldview and perceptions. You know, I I define worldview as lived experiences plus exposure. And if I didn't have the privilege of growing up in five countries and four continents, I could have had a closed mind about certain things. And I still find myself needing to open my mind about certain ideas based on the lived experiences that I've had. And so I thought that was very important to point out because uh, sometimes people can feel guilt uh, because they don't think the same way. And I'm like, no, you can have grace for yourself, but we all as humans need to understand that we need to be committed to expanding our worldview so that we can create a, a world of belonging because other people don't have the same sense of, right. uh, you know, Absolutely. Right yeah. So, I love that aspect of that. I think when I've had conversations about it with with other people, like that's what we always come to. We're like, well, Kill- Killmonger has a point. Like he's kind of right <laughs> about yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a really interesting take on a villain. Yeah, you just take away the murder and the, you know. And the- <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't condone murder at Pop DNA. Right. <laughs> but that, that that is that is very much, I, I think there's, I think we live in a world that uh, stifles a lot of identities, and uh, this movie was in, in many. Sure. Yeah, yeah. This move, this movie, in many yeah. cases, was a lot about identity. I figuring out who you are, like, yeah, you know, who am I going to be, or who am I without my father, or where am I going to be, and then someone who's driven by, you know, this vengeance, some in some cases, and just pride and anger, and like using the anger in, in the other way. And I also thought that the the I don't think anger is a bad emotion. I I actually. I'm an angry optimist. I always describe myself as an as an angry optimist because I'm always angry. People never think so, but I thought you know T'Challa lost his father, very angry. If you watch the movies, you know, trying to figure out how to right. to avenge that, and then so to kill Mongo. So you, you think about how people are using the anger and how they translate that. It can be good, it can be bad, but it's important to learn about ourselves in the process. And I and I, yeah, and sure, I thought sure. that it challenged people. To think about how they decide to channel all the emotions that they have. I call myself a feelings teacher because I teach special <laughs> education preschool. Can you come and talk, please? Like, ah, I, I, you know, I do that. I, <laughs> I always teach my kiddos that anger is fine. It's natural, right? Like an, an angry response is a response. And I think that that's one of, oh, that was one of my favorite things about the movie is that, yeah, that discussion about, like you were saying, two different similar actions leading to the same response and then all sorts of um different things happening because of the the life experiences that yeah. are happening yeah and even at the end of the movie you know he pretty much i mean he did a lot of what okoye and killmonger wanted right he opened up the you know like the world to you know he opened up the you know, you know the world to to what we was happening in wakanda and setting up embassies and different things it was just in the approach right someone was maybe more maniacal mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but you know they're different approaches and I, I loved the 
the end. There was a part at the end where he went to the United Nations. It was after the credits, I believe. Um, yeah. And it just the speech, you know, to, to the what the smirk in the end when people thought, "What do you have to offer?" Like you're just a country that it's poor, but also <laughs> how he was right. talking about how it's important. It, we can't be fostering division here, and we need to understand that. And it was before Trump got elected, but it became emblematic. Mm. And then given the times that we, we, you know, I guess the movie came out when Trump was around the time that Trump was there or getting ready to be that, but it was shot before that. And then even if we look at what happens now, it's, it's the same sort of thing. I think humanity continues to make the same mistakes. Uh, and it's important <laughs> that we have that reminder. So, right. Yeah. <sighs> yes. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about what might be happening in Black Panther 2 in the second movie um if you were in charge of it what would yeah. you <laughs> oh, you can't do this <laughs> to me ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know i've been wrestling with this idea of the recast or not right because right. um on one hand I, I think it's important for the character to live on and on the other hand, I don't think anyone can do it justice <laughs> the, the way it does. And then, you know, the movie does talk about Black Panther, not necessarily, you know, it can be any anyone that that, that is worthy of that. Um, okay. <laughs> I think what I would do, <laughs> what I would do would be exploring um, just different uh, identity crises that come with what it's like for African culture to be exported. Uh, out into the world. I think where the movie left off, it was an introduction to, whoa, this world has been hidden from us for many cent- We didn't even know it existed. We had a different idea of that. And I'd be very, very interested in exploring just what happens when people realize that their ignorance has played a role in how they, for- they form the world. All right? And so sure. showing elements right. of that. And then on the Wakanda side, Showing elements of of that that struggle with wait are we giving are we diluting ourselves or what's happening does that mean that we have to share and you know some people feel like they don't have to share some people feel like they have to share and I, and I think ultimately we need to be able to share those type of things but I think it'd be unrealistic not to show the the conflict that exists within different tribes because some prefer to remain in isolation. And others see the benefit of, of, of exporting that. And I think that angst uh, is enough to, to build uh, a movie or yeah. a few movies on. Just because, I mean, people will have different ideas on what to preserve or not. But I, I do think the way Africa has been uh, portrayed in different parts of in different movies has, has been, it hasn't been accurate. But mm-hmm. Africa also has a history of, you know, uh, being exploited. And the way Wakanda is set up is amidst the exploitation of Africa, they were not exploited. And so that responsibility within Africa and then within the rest of the world, I think, is a, it's an interesting conflict to explore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That was like deeper than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be mad about that. <laughs> I'm a deep person, okay? Okay. I like to feel like I'm deep. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Rhonda, that's because you've been talking to me for too long. All my answers are like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Aaron, you're deep too. 
Don't pretend you aren't. I'm I'm honestly I'm so just blown away by that answer. Um yeah. <laughs> I just I loved listening and I my brain is is a little mushy. It's okay. I I'll, I'll do do my best to fill in this ga- uh, vacuum because I know that we were amongst uh bibliophiles here. So, if you've seen you've seen the 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 Greta Gerwig version of Little Woman, which is possibly my favorite yes. one of my favorite movies of all time. So, one of the reasons I described it with that way is because I love that Greta who's I absolutely adore is uh, was able to infuse elements of the author's life as well as Joe's life, right? So there are different adaptations of that. And wh- whether it was getting the, dealing with you get married or not, <laughs> or, or, you know, finding a way to choose the, the right person that you, that, you, that, that you feel like is good for you or running the school, it, it, there were just subtle elements that were autobiographical as well as you know, elements of the book. And she was really playing with the feminine role of society at the time and how she wanted to go against tradition. I think, you know, that's what I like to see with uh, directors and auteurs. It's it's like, how can you show something that's going against convention in real life and play with that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So. Was there any topic that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to yet? I mean, I think we talked about the power of representation. It's something I, I wanted to say. Um, I, I think in many cases, a lot of kids try to become what they see, and and mm-hmm. and you, you deal, you know, you know, Aaron, you you, talk, you, you teach preschool, so you, you see this, and I, it's interesting for me. Yeah. I didn't. I there was a speech I did. Was, I gave a TEDx talk one day called "The Art of Diplomacy," and I'll use it as an example. And I, what I did with that talk was basically talk about diplomacy from the way I observed my dad being a diplomat. And I remember when it came out, and I sent it to my dad. And my dad was like, eh, I didn't know you were watching me. How, how, how did you know that this is exactly how to be a diplomat? All, all this all this time you were watching, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you described it the exact same way. It's exactly like that. Ah, in fact, you can even teach the whole course of diplomacy. And so... I say this to say, you don't know who's watching. You know, it's, 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 that's why it's one of my biggest frustrations when people prefer to be Humpty Dumpty's on big issues. Or you just sit on the fence. And, right. And, and I think, you know, if you don't have conviction or the, the ability to tell stories or show different stories for people to basically find themselves in the stories, um, we're creating more of the same, more of the same. And a lot of the same sort of perpetuate, not sort of, really perpetuates very limited type or, ver- or variation of, of, of identity, who you should be, right, or who right. is considered beautiful, who is considered handsome, all these things. What's yeah. the gender, you know, what's a, you know, what's a hero? I don't, know, I don't know enough about Star Wars, but I know when Finn came on, it was a big deal, right? I mean, but then yeah, they minimized them in some parts, and then yeah. they didn't, you know, I, I need to brush up. I don't want to say <laughs> any other thing before... <laughs> Before someone kills, him. I've I've seen enough of the fandom to know that. Just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, movie. <laughs> oh, so you don't? Yeah, you a Last Jedi? You're not a Last Jedi fan? I, haven't seen I am that. a Last Jedi fan. I am not a Rise of Skywalker fan. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I have no comment because I don't know. I just know a lot of people. There's a divisive movie, Last Jedi, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we will go ahead and wrap this up on that note. Um, but where can our listeners find you online? Uh, and where can they find your book? I heard you wrote a book. 
<laughs> you heard I wrote a book. Yes, my book is called Use Your Difference. <laughs> it's called Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. <laughs> Use Your Difference to Make a Difference is available everywhere books are sold. Um, so Amazon or your local bookstore. If you want to support your local bookstore. And uh, yes. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I reside at uh, www.tyroxin.com. That's my digital home. Uh, you should have access to anything that I'm up to or interested in. We'll link to all of that in our blog post for the episode. Thank you so much for stopping by. This was such uh, so, so nice to finally sort of meet you. <laughs> No, it's nice to start meet you too. <laughs> and by the way, you yeah. t- you two ladies, I think you should commend yourself because I, I listened to a few of your. I was I was looking at the, the podcast. I was listening to the Parks and Recs the ones you sent me, and I was looking at that. I, I think what you're doing is amazing. Your ability to translate pop culture is 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 a skill set that should be lauded and marveled at. And so, thank you too for what you do. Thank you. Uh, and the space thank you so cards. much. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. <laughs> this is this was so lovely. I feel so inspired right now. It was so lovely to chat with you. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much once again to Tayo for stopping by and chatting with us. You can find links to everything that we talked about once again at thepopdna.blog and on our social media, our Instagram, and our Twitter. Make sure to listen next week for our interview with the Superhero Cinephiles podcast. It's a lot of fun. Bye, friends.